Welcome to Planet Classroom. I am Orb. Join me as your virtual guide on a journey of global learning called Planet Classroom. You will hear stories from artists, musicians, dancers, technologists, game makers, filmmakers, innovators, and creators of all kinds from around the world. It's time to engage our imaginations, share our ideas, and explore solutions for a brighter future for all. Our planet is a classroom where learning together brings us together. Icelandic nature is fragile. That's a very well-known fact. And we can see visible erosion because of tourist numbers and things like that. So it kind of goes without saying that that means that we have to manage tourism in a more strict way. We have to have zoning roles and more strict entrance in some places and monitor numbers. But uh, culture is as important. Tourism is not only a business, it's also about cultural exchange. So tourism can mean a change in local culture, I mean both in a very positive and also negative way. What lessons can the world learn from Iceland about globalization? The acclaimed documentary, Scaling Iceland, by Adam Herskoronatas brings together geophysicists, musicians, folklorists, fishermen, geneticists, and young people to share their stories on Iceland's geological, biological, and cultural history. They discuss their hopes and dreams for their country's future. What happens when global warming causes glaciers to melt? What happens when people make their home in a detached land. How will Iceland integrate foreign influences and hold on to her identity? My name is Adam Herskoronatas. I'm from San Diego, California in Budapest, Hungary, and I'm on Planet Classroom. What inspired me to create this film was an attempt to combine my interests in art and science. I've always been really inspired by the photographic work of Jan Arthus Bertrand and his book Earth from Above, which just captured my imagination with its aerial imagery of the world ever since I was a kid. And then Mishka Kornai's film Growth from 2015 uh, explores the universality of growing up in different parts of, of the planet and the the way that they film the subjects there is solely from the sky above. So those were both direct sources of inspiration visually. And then while I was studying neuroscience as an undergrad at Brown University, I recognized that the maps of the human genome are uncannily similar visually to the construction of, of Iceland's road system with Route 1, this ring road that circumnavigates the island. And so in the same way that this roadmap bridges these villages dispersed across expanses of uninhabitable landscape, the mapping of genomes also has all this uncharted territory between what are considered landmarks in the DNA sequence. I figured that filming down from the ground would have provided a more familiar perspective, so by pulling away, I hoped that it would provide maybe a more objective viewpoint on these patterns that are united across levels of scale, and that that would hopefully remind us that there's this inescapable interconnectedness between everything. The microscope offered this top-down view of this 
tiny world invisible to us for so long. And now that we crafted this window into the, the smallest cellular landscapes and uh, views of the largest mountainous landscapes, we have this new way of, of piecing together spatial relationships between natural elements and, and how they ultimately affect the bigger picture. So my hope with using a literal top-down perspective by filming with a drone in this project was to grant the illusion of looking at a country through a microscope of sorts, and it was to to compare these patterns of proximity on these various scales, so the micro being in reference to genetic, human scale being in reference to culture, and then the macroscopic scale being in reference to these larger geological structures. You want to be international, and you want to welcome everybody to the island, and you want to allow people to move into the country and so on. And then on the other side, you want to preserve everything that you have, and you know that you can't preserve everything that is Icelandic if you allow every foreign influence to come into the country. You want to be broad-minded and also want to preserve what is Icelandic. So when you talk about that, some people might call you, do you think that Icelandic culture is better than other cultures or whatever. So, so I sometimes think how the discussion is going on, it's not on the right track because we should be able to be very proud of what we have. But we know that all the countries around us, they also have traditions and culture that they can be proud of. And we are not saying that we are better than nobody else. It's just what is us, what we have is what we want to keep. I'd like to believe that the themes of this film will resonate with other countries that are facing similar challenges in, in a more globalized world. So in the age of, of satellites, cell phones, the internet, airplanes, the, the world is consistently melding closer and closer together. And this idea of proximity appears to become void. And, and so like because, you know, these vast oceans no longer serve as these obstacles for modes of communication and commerce and, and travel, uh, it seems like actual space takes a back seat, but I think in reality, our proximity to our kin, uh, our neighborhoods, where, where we are, still matters most of all. And and there's this richness, perhaps this this feeling of of involvement and engagement that comes with being rooted in a in a place. And so this new, not that new, but this accelerated scrambling of people and trends and, and resources across borders will throw any culture's sense of security for a loop. And obviously cultures have always been evolving, but now they can do so so quickly that there will inevitably be parts of, of their ecosystem that gets left in the dust or, or stretched way thinner than its capacity because it hasn't maybe had the, the adequate time to, to catch up. If we lose our language, we don't understand our literature anymore. We can read literature from the 13th century and we understand it because the language has changed very slowly. And it would be very harmful for us as a nation to lose the connection that we have to our culture throughout the ages. If we would lose our language, we would lose the threat that tells us who we are and from where we came and so on. I hope audiences are inspired by this film to consider broader perspectives on cultural, biological, and geological patterns that they see wherever they call home. I also hope they come away with a sense of awe and appreciation for nature and uh, have a sobering reminder that while we 
strive as a species to retrofit this environment to suit our needs, even in the most extreme conditions. The landscape at every level also inevitably shapes who we become, and also that no system is a fully closed system. Even a place as seemingly isolated as Iceland has always been influenced by the far-reaching effects of life elsewhere on this planet. I am Coffee Mason Suse from Sierra Leone. I am on Planet's Classroom. What I found surprising about this video was mainly the environmental and cultural difficulties and advantages Iceland experiences. On the one hand, they have geothermally heated swimming pools, underground bakeries, and hydroelectric power supplies. But on the other hand, they are greatly affected by global warming. Icebergs are melted and increasing the sea, the sea levels. Culturally, they are wary of the changes they might experience if they allow other foreigners to enter into their country, even though it is something they, they are doing as tourism grows. My name is Jovan Brooks. I am from Prince George's County, Maryland, and I am on Planet Classroom. I just really enjoyed the cinematography and the location of um, of the film and just being able to see how uh, how truly unique and uh, visually appealing the geography was. Um, and I say that this kind of changed a previous perspective or thought that I had on Iceland because initially, um, you know, going into it, I didn't really know what Iceland looked like. Uh, I feel like many Americans could probably say the same. I mean, there's always been that one common saying that Iceland is not full of ice, but Greenland is, and Greenland's not full of green grass, but Iceland is. But, like, I never really knew truly what Iceland looked like, and I feel as though it was, it was a mix of both. I mean, obviously, there was, you know, some, there's a lot of glaciers still, uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, icy parts of Iceland, but then there was, there was a lot of diversity. There was a lot of unique, um, I feel, uh, there was a lot of unique aspects to the geography and, um, just seeing the oceans from, from very high up and seeing the lakes or the gra the grass or the mountains. Um, it was just, it, it was so cool to see how, how unique the country is considering how small it is. I feel as though there are several takeaways that um, children would have, um, but I think a main one would be the Icelandic children's perspectives, as in like those two boys that were talking halfway through about, you know, uh, about the economy there or how much things cost or the fact that there's no, there's barely homeless people um, and that currency works differently there and that, uh, you know, back to geography, how they felt about the geography that is boring to them. But then they were still but then they were talking about, you know, religion and how there's not a lot of judgment in Iceland. And and I think that, you know, that's something that would be a no brainer. Uh, one of the main things youth audiences would tune into or really would listen or pay attention to when watching the film is what other young people think that are actually from there. I feel so. Uh, youth audiences are going to just take away how small the country is from this, but then have their own thoughts on it. Oh, wow, Iceland's so small, but they have such a, you know, such a huge uh, culture. I am Nancy Mansari from Sierra Leone. I am on Planet Classroom. 
The main takeaway I think from this video is their pride in their culture. It is good for us to be proud of our cultures. I am Abin Simambu from Sierra Leone. I am on Planet Classroom. It is also interesting that what we do to our environment, even when we think we are doing good, like setting up hydroelectric plants, maybe there is a serious negative impact on the environment, such as when the hydroelectric installations require the creation of dams. The takeaway message would be for everyone to be mindful of the full impact of what they do to their environment and not just look at the surface concerns. My name is Julian Gao. I am from California and I am on Planet Classroom. Country is a bit secluded, but of course with increased globalization, complete isolation from the rest of the world is not feasible. What I especially appreciated is the emphasis on Iceland's unique culture, their connection to literature, and their efforts to retain their language, naming system, and other cultural traditions. Iceland welcomes the rest of the world with open arms, but at the same time, it understandably wishes to insulate what is uniquely Icelandic from foreign influences and external pressures so that they can protect their cultural traditions. We should be respectful of Iceland, and we should be aware that its ecosystem in particular is vulnerable and must not be treated with negligence. We certainly had a lot of good ideas to share with you today. Perhaps you'd like to think about the lessons your country can teach the world about globalization. Thank you to all our guests. Creator, Adam Herskoronatos, Kofi, Jovan, Nancy, Julian, and Mabinity. Don't miss Scaling Iceland. Now screening on the Planet Classroom Network YouTube channel. That's all, my human friends, for this week. I leave you with a reminder to explore your world, express yourself, discover, create, and use your imagination. Until next time, be kind, be curious, and thank you for listening. Goodbye.